Stay tuned now for The Jazz Show, coming right up right now with Gavin Walker.
We would like to welcome you to another edition of The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9 or, of course, on your trusty computer for live streaming, CITR.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and of course, uh, well, what an exciting night, huh? One point. But, as the old saying goes, it ain't over until it's over. So, we'll just have to wait until the next game. There you go. But, they came back, not quite enough, but it was very, very exciting. So, also, um, I'd like to congratulate someone who has been a part of CITR for a long time. And, of course, he is well-known here in Vancouver, and one of the most listened-to shows on CITR, and that is Nardwar the Human Serviette. And he was inducted into the Vancouver British Columbia Hall of Fame, and uh, that's wonderful for him, so a big congratulations. On with the show. We have lots of uh, music to play for you this evening, as we always do. We have some great Canadian artists uh, later on in the show, all come from all over the country, from Vancouver, Montreal, Toronto, and uh, we'll be playing some of their music from uh, their very latest, latest albums. And, of course, as always, we start with our jazz feature. And our jazz feature tonight is a person who was a very important figure in modern jazz, He was always resourceful, always looking ahead, not walking the straight and narrow, and his records proved that. However, sad to say, he is rarely mentioned today and seems to be forgotten. His name, Teddy Charles. Teddy Charles was a vibes player, composer, and he put together some of the greatest musicians in jazz history. Teddy was born Theodore Charles Cohen in Chicopee Falls, Massachusetts, on April 13, 1928, and he died at age 84, April 16, 2012. And he started out as a drummer and uh, studied percussion at uh, the Juilliard School of Music and developed his skills on piano and fell in love with the vibraphone, Lionel Hampton's instrument. And, of course, Hamp and uh, Milt Jackson were great um, musicians that inspired Teddy to explore his own uh, style on that instrument. And he formed his working trio, and it was called Teddy Cohen's New Directions. However, his agent, who also happened to be Jewish, said, Teddy, you got to change your your name. It sounds too Jewish. It's probably costing you gigs. <laughs> and so Teddy Charles uh, decided to uh, change his name. His middle name was Charles, and so he became Teddy Charles. And um, he was uh, an amazing, um, he was just a little man, almost like a little bird-like figure, looked like a little bird. And uh, um, he uh, bundle of energy, of course, 
and he began recording for Prestige Records. And, and all of those records are very adventurous for the time. And uh, I guess in those days, they would be considered avant-garde. And they certainly were, because they were breaking new ground. Teddy was also associated with Charles Mingus, and he formed a very close musical and personal bond with Mingus. They were best friends. Mingus was once quoted as saying, Teddy Charles is the only person I would take a bullet for if someone wanted to kill him, which was a sort of a, a Mingus way of, declarating, uh, of declaring his deep friendship and respect for Teddy Charles. They collaborated frequently on many recordings, and in 1955, Teddy Charles formed a Tentet, and the idea of this group was to combine good quality writing and match that with good soloing. And the Tentet would feature compositions from a variety of writers, including Teddy himself, and uh, they would present their works um, in a basically in a concert setting, and the Tentet um, was would also be composed of musicians playing all different instruments rather than a traditional big band. Uh, and that's what made the Tentet uh, a very unique um, band. The Tentet scored in 1955 at the Newport Jazz Festival, one of the earliest Newport Jazz Festivals, and got all kinds of acclaim and um, that led to several engagements into the fall of 1955. And at that time, Teddy Charles moved over to Atlantic Records and recorded our jazz feature album with his Ten Tet. And, of course, this recording, which was done over three sessions in January of 1956, is now considered one of the 100 or one of the 100 essential jazz recordings. It is a masterpiece, and uh, it's not the only recording Teddy Charles ever made, but this one stands. And uh, if anything is going to give him any kind of immortality, it is this particular recording called simply the Teddy Charles Tentet. The people involved in the Tentet, on trumpet, Art Farmer. On alto saxophone, Gigi Grice. On tenor saxophone, one of my favorites, J.R. Monterose. On baritone saxophone, either Saul Schlinger or George Barrow played the Big Barry. They alternated. On tuba, Don Butterfield, on piano, Mel Waldron, on guitar, another one of my favorites, Jimmy Rainey, on bass, Teddy Kotick, and on drums, the great Joe Harris, and that made up the Teddy Charles Tentet, and this recording that we're going to listen to. Teddy went on to, of course, uh, produce uh, recordings and, and participate in recordings for, uh, for Prestige Records and continue to record for Atlantic as well and, and other labels and, of course, had a long career. He always was very interested in boating. <laughs> this is a sort of a sidelight. 
uh, before we get into the music, Teddy was interested in boating and actually had a, a small yacht that he used. Uh, it was kind of a hobby with him, but he took people on cruises, etc., uh, etc. Et and later on when his career, his music career kind of uh, faded a little bit in the 60s, he um, had saved his money and he bought a large yacht. And it was like a, a mini cruise boat. And Teddy um, pursued that for many, many years, uh, a charter boat. And, of course, took people to the Caribbean and all over the place. And uh, he was known by people involved in that particular trade as Captain Teddy. Anyway, that was, uh, that's just a little sidelight to, uh, to Teddy Charles, who's uh, quite a, a marvelous human being. And, of course, a, a great musician and organizer. So back to the Tantet and this incredible recording for Atlantic Records. As I mentioned, all the people on this. The first composition is by Mel Waldron, and it's called Vibrations. And uh, it opens the set in a very impressive manner. The second piece of music is by Jimmy Jufrey composed and arranged by him. It's a beautiful piece called The Quiet Time. And then we hear tune number three is a Teddy Charles composition, and it's dedicated to his love of Beethoven, and he calls this piece The Emperor. Then we move to a standard tune written by Eden Abez, a very famous tune called Nature Boy, and Teddy Charles arranged this particular tune. So he put his stamp on Nature Boy. Following Nature Boy is another Teddy Charles composition called The Green Blues. And then we have an arrangement by the redoubtable Gil Evans. And he takes a standard tune written by Gillespie and Coots, a wonderful ballad, called You Go to My Head, and puts his own stamp on that. The final tune is by the great George Russell, another incredible composer and musician, and he calls his piece, and it wraps the whole album up, uh, he calls this piece Lydian M1. So once again, the personnel, uh, Art Farmer, is heard on trumpet, if you hear an alto saxophone, it's Gigi Grice. If you hear a tenor saxophone, it's J.R. Monterose. If you hear a baritone saxophone, it's either Saul Schlinger or George Barrow. Uh, if you uh, hear a tuba, that'll be Don Butterfield. If you hear a piano, that's Mel Waldron. If you hear a guitar, Jimmy Rainey. Bass, Teddy Kotick. And drums, Joe Harris. We begin our jazz feature the Teddy Charles Tantet. We begin with Mel Waldron's Vibrations.
Our jazz feature this evening, the music of vibraphonist Teddy Charles. And that was the Teddy Charles Ten Tet recorded for originally for Atlantic Records. And this was, um, as I mentioned before, an award-winning album. This is one of the 100 essential jazz albums that uh, you must have, <laughs> according to that particular list. However, um, it was interesting how this band came into being. And as I mentioned before, Teddy Charles is kind of a forgotten figure, but it was a very important person uh, in terms of producing records, playing the vibes, organizing great musicians, and also was a very, very close associate of Charles Mingus. Teddy Charles and his Tentet, he formed this band to play at the uh, Newport Jazz Festival, one of the early jazz festivals, in 1955. And that led to a bunch of uh, gigs and concerts uh, all over the place, basically um, in the New York, Philadelphia, East Coast area. But uh, it also um, led Teddy to sign with Atlantic Records, uh, which he did, and he brought in the Ten Tet to record, and this is the album that you heard. It was all recorded over three sessions uh, in January of 1956 and called simply the Teddy Charles Ten Tet. And, of course, it's, uh, you can identify all the instrumentalists on here because there's only one of a kind. Art Farmer on trumpet, Gigi Grice on alto saxophone, J.R. Monterose on tenor saxophone, George Barrow or Saul Schlinger on baritone saxophone, Don Butterfield on tuba, Mel Waldron on piano, Jimmy Rainey on guitar, Teddy Kotick on bass, and Joe Harris on drums. The pieces of music we heard, we opened with Mel Waldron's wonderful uh, composition entitled Vibrations. And then we moved to the second tune written by the inimitable Jimmy Jufre, and he wrote that tune called The Quiet Time. Then we moved to a Teddy Charles composition called The Emperor, and then a Teddy Charles arrangement of a great standard tune written by Eden Abez. And, of course, I think everybody's familiar with the tune Nature Boy. Then a Teddy Charles composition followed Nature Boy called Green Blues. And then we heard a standard tune written by Coots and Gillespie. And it's a, a beautiful tune called You Go to My Head. And it was arranged by the great Gil Evans. And the final tune composition was written by George Russell. And, of course, that was uh, his very adventurous piece called Lydian M1. The object of this band, of course, was to combine um, creative writing with improvisation. And, of course, uh, this is one of the reasons why this album became a classic because it did it very successfully. So I hope you enjoyed the music of the one and only Teddy Charles. We're going to hear a little more from Teddy um, as a soloist uh, after this very short break. But that was our jazz feature this evening. Certainly hope you enjoyed it. The Teddy Charles Tentet. 
You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or, of course, on your trusty computer for live streaming, CITR.ca. My name's Gavin Walker, and we'll be back in just a very few moments with a little more Teddy Charles. Want to know what's up at UBC? Read the UBC. It's only the largest student newspaper in Western Canada, and it's written and edited entirely by UBC students. The UBC is your source for on-campus news, culture, and sports. New editions come out every Monday and Thursday. For breaking news, as well as amazing videos and blogs, check out ubc.ca. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna do it. I'm, I'm gonna, not, wait, I'm gonna do it wrong. I'm about to spit yeah, in this mic like <laughs> freestyle elfin, you know? Okay, okay. <clears throat> wait, hold on. Does this make sense? <laughs> <laughs> no, but <who> cares. <laughs> All right, let's go. <clears throat> Finally, we. <laughs> You're not even gonna last. All right. Victoria's pretty good, not bad festival, fountain, just back from France. Montreal? <laughs> what the f***? It's a script. <laughs> I couldn't even... What? Victoria's pretty good, not bad festival. <laughs> Fountain's okay, just back from France. <laughs> what are you even saying here? Oh, you're trying to say these are the things featured yeah, 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 in this yeah. one. You should probably specify on. that. Because even a f***ing elf couldn't understand that, okay? Think you can do better than an elf? At CITR, we want to have a variety of voices on the air. Want to write scripts? Do some voice acting? Broadcast your creativity? Volunteer with the CITR production department. No experience? We can also train you in everything required. Send an email to psas at citr.ca to learn more. And don't wait to get your voice on the air. some nice weather coming up as uh, it was pretty nice today after the clouds uh, dissipated and became nice and sunny. Tonight is uh, going to be a few clouds with a low of 13 and then tomorrow will be sunny and a little bit windy by the water but a low of 13 and highs up to 24. Hey we're in the tropics now. Wednesday is going to be a mix of sun and cloud with a low of 15 and highs between 25 and 31, depending on where you are. Thursday, sunny with a low of 15 and a high of 24. And then the forecast for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, basically a mix, a nice mix of sun and cloud for each of those three days for the weekend with uh, lows down to about 14 and highs up to about 22, 23 degrees. Not bad. Quite nice. And uh, 
Hope you get outside and enjoy it. Ride a bike and walk, jog, do all that stuff. Back to jazz music, and we're going to wrap up um, a bit of a tribute to this uh, uh, musician that we heard, Teddy Charles. We heard, of course, his tentet. Uh, that was our jazz feature. This is uh, a recording with Teddy playing the vibes and leading a quartet. And on bass is his best friend, Charles Mingus. Hall Overton, who uh, was teaching Teddy theory, um, he was uh, a, a marvelous uh, uh, musician, kind of a background figure in jazz, but um, he was very well-versed in uh, harmony, theory, and all those kind of things that make up music. Hall Overton is playing piano, and Ed Shaughnessy is on drums. Teddy Charles on vibes, Hall Overton piano, Charles Mingus on bass, and Ed Shaughnessy on drums. And we're going to hear two pieces of music. The first one is quite beautiful. It's a standard, one of the most beautiful standard tunes ever written by David Raxon. It's called Laura, and Teddy really does a beautiful job on it. Um, and then we're going to move to uh, Teddy Charles' composition. We heard a... Um, a version of it on our jazz feature. This is a, a simplified version um, pared down for uh, a quartet, and everybody gets a chance to solo on it. It's called The Green Blues. So here then, Teddy Charles with Laura and The Green Blues. Thank you. 
Teddy Charles. I gave you uh, actually three tunes instead of the two that I had planned. And uh, I'll tell you what they are. We heard Teddy Charles on vibes, and he was the leader of that quartet, with Hall Overton on piano, Charles Mingus on bass, and Ed Shaughnessy on drums. And we heard three tunes. We opened with the beautiful ballad uh, as played by Teddy, David Raxon's Laura. And then we played a, a short version of a tune called When Your Lover Has Gone by a couple of guys named Einer and Swan. Then we closed, and I erroneously said that it was called Green Blues. Well, it isn't. <laughs> the title of that last tune was Blue Greens. There you go. So I had them reversed. Uh, Teddy Charles' composition and arrangement. The longest uh, tune in that uh, set of three. Anyway, we heard um, an example of, uh, of Teddy Charles in a quartet setting. And I hope you enjoyed his, uh, his work. And check out. Uh, Teddy Charles is involved in quite a few recording sessions. And he actually was uh, quite a producer as well. He worked for Prestige Records and a variety of other labels too. And, and did some very, very fine uh, production work and as well as participating and playing music on some of those albums. Worthwhile looking up. A rather obscure figure now, but uh, a very, very important one in his day, Teddy Charles. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR-FM 101.9 or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. Next week, my guest and he will be programming all of the music, is uh, the annual visit from one of the founding fathers of the Vancouver International Jazz Festival. I'm, I'm talking about my good friend John Orsic, and he'll be joining me, and uh, the music will be his selections, and I'll be throwing in a few words of my own, and, and uh, John will be setting things up and playing some great music that you're going to hear at this year's Jazz Festival. So it is our annual Jazz Festival show. Looking forward to that next Monday evening. I heard some sad news the other day. A very, very good friend of mine and a musical associate of mine, he lived in Vancouver for several years, and we became very, very close friends. And he played drums uh, with me in a, a lot of my uh, uh, quartets, a lot of my jazz groups. And his name is John Sumner. John is an extremely fine drummer. He worked with me here in Vancouver, also played with the great Fraser McPherson. And then um, his wife, Juanita, um, was employed by what was then... Uh, Canadian Pacific Airlines, and they decided to uh, promote her and move her to Toronto, and of course, John went with her, and um, John became a big part of the uh, Toronto musical community, a, m a much respected uh, historian and a wonderful drummer. Um, he was originally from, from, uh, from California, and uh, I was so 
grateful to uh, for John's friendship when he lived here, and uh, of course um, his marvelous ability on the drums as well. The great musician, and I heard the sad news that he had passed away uh, last week in Toronto. So we're going to pay tribute to John. This is a, a private recording um, of a concert that took place at the um, Ontario Science Center in February of 1999. And it features John on drums. He's the leader of the band. And the music is a tribute to the great pianist, composer, and head of the Modern Jazz Quartet, John Lewis. And uh, it features um, John Sumner on drums with Mark Eisenman on piano, Ed Bickert on guitar, Mike Murley on tenor saxophone, and the great Steve Wallace on bass. What an all-star band. Ed Bickert, wow, yes. The introduction here, this is a spoken introduction, goes on for a while, but it is one of the great uh, Toronto jazz DJs and very much loved and very much respected, a guy named Ted O'Reilly. So we're going to hear him chat for a little while, and then, uh, then the music starts. We're going to hear uh, three John Lewis compositions, Delaney's Dilemma, One Never Knows, and La Ronde, all three uh, compositions by... Well, as a matter of fact, we're going to hear four compositions by John Lewis. Um, following La Ronde, we'll hear Fontessa. So all of these are compositions by the great John Lewis as played by this um, all-star Canadian band led by my old friend, the late John Sumner. So here then is um, Ted O'Reilly to uh, introduce the band, the music, and everything else. Thank you very much. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another concert, the ninth of ten concerts in the 1998-99 series, Rothman's, Benson, and Hedges Incorporated Sound of Toronto Jazz. I'm Ted O'Reilly, speaking to you from the auditorium of the Ontario Science Centre in Toronto, and we have a concert tonight by some wonderful musicians, all of whom have at one time or another played in this series and played as a leader, except the leader. Everybody else has at one time played as a trio leader, quartet, quintet, or something else. So they're all familiar to you. Let's bring them out one by one. First of all, at the piano, Mark Eisenman. <laughs> Our bass player has just come off a week of heavy duty swinging with Ray Bryant. Great trio performance last week with Steve Wallace on bass. I would like you to welcome tonight the only member of the Order of Canada on stage with us, the always remarkable Ed Bickert. For those who don't know, he plays guitar. <laughs> the same one for the last 49 years, I think. 
it's going to have to get refinished some year, Ed. You're going to have to, new, new coat of varnish. On tenor saxophone is a gentleman who played with Ed and with Steve earlier in this series. And he's probably one of Canada's brightest younger saxophone players. I can't call him young anymore, but younger, Mike Murley. <laughs> the leader of the band is a gentleman who, oh, about a decade and a half ago, came to Toronto and brought with him a wealth of experience from performing originally from the United States, from the Northwest, Portland, Oregon, where he started playing professionally when he was about 13, so that was more than a couple of years ago. And he's uh, been a stalwart in the American music scene, playing in Los Angeles with great singers and musicians and doing studio work and that. Went on the road with a lot of singers. I remember seeing him once on a television show from something like London, England, with the London Philharmonic Orchestra backing Andy Williams, and the whole thing swung. It was swinging. And when they finally cut into a close-up shot, this drummer, who was dripping sweat, making a 105 string players swing, was John Sumner. He had dark hair then. He doesn't now. He's a great drummer and a man who admires the music of John Lewis, so he's brought all that with him tonight. John Sumner on the drums. Now, as I mentioned, all the music will be that of John Lewis. Uh, John Sumner has admired John's writing abilities inside and outside the MJQ for lots of years and thought it would be a very good idea to present a concert of his music. So everything tonight is written by John Lewis. We'll get underway with a composition called Delaney's Dilemma. Here's John Sumner and the quintet.
Thank you very much. Thank you for coming out to this uh, John Lewis mini retrospective. That was uh, Delaunay's Dilemma that we just played. It was uh, named for the French jazz critic Charles Delaunay. And uh, we're going to continue with a piece called Venice, which is from a film that John Lewis scored in the late 50s, a French film uh, about which I know absolutely nothing. Uh, <laughs> except that I'm not going to try to pronounce the, uh, the, French, the French name. I think the English the English title translated into something like One Never Knows, but it's, uh, <coughs> Steve's gonna try. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's, that's next. And after that, we're gonna feature Steve on a, on a piece uh, called La Ronde, which was uh, originally written by John Lewis for Dizzy Gillespie's big band in the mid 40s, when it was known as a uh, two bass hit. Uh, was that Oscar Pettiford, Steve, that did that? Yeah, I think it was Oscar Pettiford was the bassist for whom that was written. Uh, but you'll like, you'll like the way Steve does it better, I think. Uh, so we're going to carry on now with, uh, with Venice. Thank you. 
coming, coming from Los Angeles, uh, people sometimes ask me if I ever got a chance to play with Ray Brown, and I always answer them the same way. I, I always say, uh, who needs him? I'm in Toronto. I get to play with Steve Wallace. <laughs> This is a piece called Fontessa, which is uh, uh, from an album of the same name by the Modern Jazz Quartet from about 1956 or 57. Uh, it's a three-part suite, but we're only going to play one part, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> the part that Steve likes, and uh, that's all you need to know.
As a tribute to my old friend, the late John Sumner, who passed away last week, the leader of that band on drums, along with Mark Eisenman on piano, 
Ed Bickert on guitar, Mike Murley on tenor saxophone, and Steve Wallace on bass. We heard um, an excerpt from a concert that was uh, recorded at the Ontario Science Center back in February of 1999 and hosted by the legendary DJ Ted O'Reilly. And uh, that was his voice that you heard at the very beginning, introducing everybody in the band and giving a little historical perspective, all that kind of stuff. And the music played was compositions by John Lewis. And, of course, those of you that know who John Lewis is, John Lewis, of course, a marvelous pianist, composer, and the musical director of the Modern Jazz Quartet. And uh, those were all of his compositions. And uh, that was a subject or a, um, an enterprise that uh, uh, drummer John Sumner wanted to fulfill, and he certainly did with this hand-picked quintet. And, of course, we heard John um, introducing some of the tunes as well. So after the spoken I- introduction by Ted O'Reilly, we heard Delaney's Dilemma, uh, One Never Knows, On Sait Jamais, from uh, the movie One Never Knows. John Lewis did the uh, film score for that and recorded the album. And then we heard La Ronde, uh, and the follow the last tune we heard was part of a suite that John Lewis wrote, which was the title of one of the early modern jazz quartet's albums, and it was called Fontessa. So those series of compositions and uh, the great band from Toronto and my dear friend, the late John Sumner on drums. So I'm glad I have this little treasure. It's a private recording. And uh, as Ted O'Reilly said, uh, all the guys in the band had led their own groups at this series of concerts. And it was uh, time for John Sumner to put together his band. And he certainly did. So I hope you enjoyed that music. You are listening to The Jazz Show on CITR FM 101.9. Or, of course, on your friendly computer for live streaming, CITR.ca. My name is Gavin Walker, and we're going to move now from Toronto to Vancouver and play a couple of tracks from this marvelous album, which has just come out. It's by Brad Turner, and the album is called Jump Up. And, of course, it features the original Brad Turner Quartet, but there is an amazing addition to this quartet, and that is the great New York-based, Vancouver-raised saxophonist, Seamus Blake. And the album is contains nine Brad Turner compositions. And I think this is, to me, this is one of the finest uh, albums he has produced and it's all on the Seller Live label. So if you go on to uh, uh, access that, just Google Seller Live, and uh, you can uh, you can purchase this album. And I'm sure everybody would be eternally grateful if you did. It's a wonderful album. We're going to hear two tunes from it. We heard two tunes last week, um, and we're going to hear two more. We're going to begin with um, 
a Brad Turner composition called The Enthusiast, and then we'll move to another composition called Super Lux. Now, the people involved here, Brad Turner on trumpet and flugelhorn, Seamus Blake on tenor saxophone, Bruno Hubert on piano and Fender Rhodes piano, Andre Lachance on acoustic bass, and Dylan Vanderskyff on drums. And uh, marvelous music, and I hope you enjoy the Brad Turner Quartet Plus One. Thank you. 
two wonderful tracks from this uh, great album by Brad Turner. I maintain this is one of his finest albums, and he's made quite a few over the years. And, of course, he's one of the mainstays of uh, Vancouver's jazz community and a most uh, creative, always looking for something new. And uh, this is a wonderfully refreshing album, which is out on the Cellar Live label. It's called Jump Up. It's the Brad Turner Quartet. That's the band he's been working with for many, many, many years. And the guest, the honored guest, is the great tenor saxophonist Seamus Blake. So, Brad Turner on trumpet. Seamus Blake, tenor saxophone, Bruno Hubert on piano and Fender Rhodes piano, Andre Lachance on bass, and Dylan Vanderskype on drums. And both of those compositions were by Brad Turner, as are all the compositions on this album. And uh, the first uh, one we heard was entitled The Enthusiast, and the second tune with that kind of Latin flavor was called Super Lux. The music of Brad Turner, a man to be reckoned with, and an album to be reckoned with as well. As I mentioned before, it's on the Cellar Live label and easily available. Up next is a trombonist, Audrey Ochoa. And we played some of her music last week. She's an amazing musician. She comes from a classical background and, of course, has, uh, uh, plays all those you know, complicated uh, classical music pieces that are written for trombone. Uh, if you can handle those, then you can really play the instrument. And she heard jazz um, after many years of not hearing jazz and took to it like a fish takes to water. And um, she uh, studied with the great Hugh Fraser, and, of course, uh, Hugh turned her on to all the great trombone players, and she listened and uh, absorbed their music and, of course, um, has become quite an entity uh, onto herself. And she'll be playing at this year's uh, Vancouver International Jazz Festival as well. She'll be making an appearance there. If you go on to uh, the Coastal Jazz um, website, which is coastaljazz.ca, I often mention the two uh, wonderful websites. One of them is the, is the website of the Coastal Jazz and Blues Society, the people that bring you the jazz festival. You can get the whole jazz festival schedule on that website. So that's coastaljazz.ca. Anyway, getting back to Audrey, she has this wonderful album called Afterthought. And it features her on trombone with just bass and drums. And it was recorded in Edmonton. And two old friends of mine are her accompanists, Mike Lent on bass and Sandro Dominelli on drums. And we're going to hear two tunes written by Audrey Ochoa. The first one is the title track of this album, and, and we're going to hear Afterthought. And the second tune after that is called Doppelgangers, or Doppelgangers, whatever. 
It's a German word. We all know what it means. So here is the music of Audrey Ochoa. Check her out. This is the We'll get it right. Here is the music of Audrey Ochoa.
The music of Audrey Ochoa. And, of course, that was Audrey on trombone. That was her, both of these um, pieces were her own compositions. And she was accompanied by Michael Lent on bass and Sandro Dominelli on drums. And all of this was recorded uh, in Edmonton. And Audrey will be appearing here in Vancouver with uh, her trio. And she'll be at the uh, Vancouver International Jazz Festival. And she's quite a talent, I'll tell you. Audrey Ochoa. And this album is called Afterthought. And again, um, you can uh, Google her name, Audrey, of course. Uh, Ochoa is spelled O-C-H-O-A. And the album is called Afterthought. We heard Afterthought, and we heard Doppelgangers was the uh, second tune. Audrey Ochoa, a unique talent and uh, a wonderful recording. You don't often hear trombone, bass, and drums. Uh, Usually there's more musicians involved. But uh, this works, and it's a, a wonderful document. Audrey Ochoa. We're going to turn now to an album I haven't played for quite a while, and it's by guitarist Rodney Jones. And interestingly enough, um, Rodney brought a band to um, Vancouver many years ago, and it was one of the last events that was uh, happened at Richards on Richards. It wasn't long before Richards on Richards, the, the legendary club, uh, bit the dust for uh, you know redevelopment and all that kind of stuff. But um, it was a poorly produced um, gig because there wasn't, uh, and, and what I say, the gig was, was just great. However, um, the band, uh, some members of the band were kind of stuck at the border. Uh, the proper paperwork hadn't been done. And so the the gig uh, didn't really get going until very late. And uh, uh, a number of people I remember um, asked for their money back and said they had to get home because they, you know, they weren't going to wait around till 11:30 before the gig started. Uh, that sort of thing. And it was too bad. And it was a band that Rodney brought. Um, um, it was really interesting. The great uh, Arthur Blythe, one of the great voices of the alto saxophone, was there. Fred Wesley was playing trombone. Rodney was playing guitar. Dr. Lonnie Smith was playing the Hammond organ. And Idris Muhammad was playing drums. And um, it it turned out to be a, a great gig as long as you had the patience to wait for it. But as I said, the promoters didn't do a very good job of uh, advertising it, and uh, I've, I've mentioned this gig to a few people. They say, you're kidding, a band like that was here? And, and I said, yeah, it was. And there weren't that many people there, <laughs> sad to say, because there wasn't any publicity connected with it. Anyway, the musicians really played their buns off, and uh, they played um, some music, which is quite representative on this album. This is uh, kind of an um, out-of-the-same groove 
that uh, played at, at Richards. Uh, not all of the same people are involved, but Rodney Jones is there on guitar. And the great Mr. Funk himself, Mr. Funk, Maceo Parker on alto saxophone. Dr. Lonnie Smith is there on the Hammond organ. Lonnie uh, Plaxico is on bass. Idris Mohammed is on drums. And on the tune number two, um, Maceo is joined by Arthur Blythe on alto saxophone. So this, this two we're going to hear, uh, first of all, is called, uh, the first piece is called Groove Bone, part one. It's a composition by Rodney Jones. Now we're going to go into the great Mount of the Bongo tune called Sol Makasa. And that features the two saxophonists. Now, Maceo plays the first saxophone solo, and Arthur Blythe plays the second one on Sol Makasa. So we're going to hear these two pieces from Rodney Jones' album entitled Soul Manifesto. And we may play another track from that album as well. But here we go. Soul Manifesto. This is the Soul Manifesto.
We heard some music from this album called Soul Manifesto by guitarist Rodney Jones. And he was, of course, uh, in great company here with uh, Maceo Parker, mostly heard on alto saxophone, and Arthur Blythe on the other alto saxophone, Dr. Lonnie Smith on the Hammond organ, Lonnie Plaxico on bass, and the great Idris Mohammed on drums. And we heard three tunes from this album. The first tune was called The Groove Bone Part One, and it's a Rodney Jones composition. Then we heard Sol Makasa, written by Mano Dubango, and uh, we heard the two saxophone players solo, Maceo Parker first, and Arthur Blythe was the second soloist. And then we heard Groove Bone Part Two with um, all of those people. From this album, Soul Manifesto. So I hope you enjoyed that excursion into some jazz funk played beautifully by these gentlemen. We're going to turn now to two pieces of music from an album called Kirk's Work. And it's an early album by the legendary Roland Kirk before he became Rasan Roland Kirk. This is an album he did for Prestige Records with Brother Jack McDuff on the Hammond organ, Joe Benjamin on bass, and the great Arthur Taylor on drums. We're going to hear two tunes um, from this album. Both of these compositions are by Roland Kirk. And the first one is, he calls it Three for Dizzy, and he meant the three horns that he's going to play all at once on that piece. And that's the opening, and then we're going to hear one called Funk Underneath. Both compositions by Rassan Roland Kirk. So here then are these two incredible pieces by one of the most incredible musicians of the 20th century, Mr. Kirk.
One of the great music masters, the one and only Rasan Roland Kirk. We heard him here on, on all of his horns on the first tune, uh, his tenor saxophone mostly, and uh, his other instruments. He, he is an orchestra onto himself. And the second tune, he played the flute as only he could. And he was accompanied by Jack Macduff, brother Jack Macduff on the Hammond organ. Joe Benjamin on bass, and Arthur Taylor on drums. And the tunes we heard, uh, both compositions by um, Mr. Kirk. The first one was called Three for Dizzy, and the second tune was called Funk Underneath. The one and only Roland Kirk. Bringing another edition of The Jazz Show to a close, and uh, we hope that you were around for a good part of the show or heard some of it and we're always grateful for your ears being out there so we'd like to thank you very much and remind you that next week's show is very special it's the um, jazz festival show and I I turn the keys over to uh, my good friend John Orsic who is one of the founding fathers of the Vancouver International Jazz Festival and uh, John is going to be picking all the music next week, and we're going to be hearing a, a great preview of uh, the music that's happening 
at this year's Jazz Festival. So that's going to be the show next week. So be sure to tune in. Thanks again for being out there on behalf of The Jazz Show, myself, Gavin Walker, and radio station CITR FM 101.9, or, of course, on your computer, www.citr.ca. And we'll see you in seven days' time. Take care. Thank you.